Off for BC Story Time. We're going to be picking up with part two of the case of the choosy cheater. Ooh, I'm excited. Yes. I want to find out who it is. I know. So we're <laughs> going to end up finding out in this episode. So let's get going. All right. Chapter six. I'm giving up the detective business. I announced after Grace that night at dinner. I thought my parents would be relieved. Sometimes my daring detective work made life what mom called interesting. And dad was always telling me not to go snooping around and bothering people. But neither one of them smiled. In case not going well, Dad said, passing me the mashed potatoes. I put a glob of potatoes on my plate, passed the bowl to Alan, and shook my head. I told him about my idea and how it had fallen apart. And he says I'm all wet. Alan looked up from the mountain of mashed potatoes he was building on his plate. He laughed. That's what Billy Blackburn said. I put down my fork. When did Billy Blackburn say I was all wet? Alan was spooning a river of gravy into the gully he made in his mountain. This morning, on the way to school. I couldn't believe it. You told Billy Blackburn that I thought the homework bandit was somebody on the gold team? <laughs> By that time, he had a mouthful of potatoes and gravy. <laughs> Alan Ryan Doyle, Dad said before I had the chance to. At first, I thought he was going to give him a lecture on talking with his mouthful. Didn't you know that was what Darcy told us yesterday at breakfast was confidential? Alan swallowed his mashed potatoes. Conf what? He said, confidential, I told him. You weren't supposed to blab about it to everybody. He looked insulted. I didn't blab to everybody, just Billy Blackburn and Dwayne Mitchell. They said you'd never figure it out. And then I said you already did, and that's when I told them, Dwayne Mitchell, I wondered how upset Dad would get if I dumped my mashed potatoes in Alan's head. Dwayne Mitchell, whose brother Theo, is on the gold team. He nodded as if he couldn't see what the fuss was all about. Yeah, why? I decided the mashed potatoes wouldn't be a good idea. I attacked my meat with my fork and just glared at my brother. No wonder nobody's homework was missing today. The thief knew ahead of time that I'd be expecting it. But I thought you'd want me to show them. Alan looked from me to dad to mom, and nobody looked too pleased with him. He began to eat really quickly. I dug into my roast beef. Finding out you're not all wet is good for the appetite. May I take my dessert to my bedroom, mom? I've got homework to finish, and I want to work on the case, I said. Dad took a muffin out of the bread basket. I thought you weren't going to get out of detective business. He tried not to smile. I can't quit now, Dad, I told him. You know what Pastor Jordan said about using your talents. Besides, Darcy, Darcy J. Doyle, daring detective, is about to crack this case wide open. Alan spread his peas around his plate so that Mom would think he'd eaten most of them. How do you plan to do that, he asked. I had no idea. I can't tell you, Alan Doyle, I said. You'd probably announce it all over the loudspeaker at school tomorrow morning. <laughs> He stuck his tongue out at me. With a mouthful of roast beef and mashed potatoes, it, it looked pretty disgusting. But I didn't mind too much. Dad sent him to his room without any dessert. Mm. Chapter 7. I sprawled out on my bedroom floor, my spelling workbook on one side, my daring detective notebook on the other, and my slice of chocolate cake on a paper plate in the middle. I took a big bite of the cake. It was delicious. Max came in and sat down next to me, drooling over my shoulder. He whined and gave me his paw. Good old Max, always volunteering to help with a tough case. I gave him a bite of cake, letting him lick the icing off my fingers. Then I picked up my spelling book. Persistent. I wrote my sentence on a piece of paper. Darcy J. Doyle, daring detective, is very persistent. 
I put down the spelling book, shared another bite of cake with Max, and picked up my notebook. Max whined again. I read him my list of suspects. Perry, Theo, Latanya, Debbie, Jason, Brett, Emily, Danny, Enrico, and John. It was a long list. Everybody on the goal team. I helped myself to another bite of cake. Max whined again. I know, I agreed. We need a way to narrow it down, but it won't be easy. Good old Max is very sympathetic. He gave me his paw. I shared the bike of cake and went back to the spelling lesson. Annoying. Brothers can be very annoying, I wrote. I put down the spelling list and picked up my notebook, frowning both at the chocolate smudges and the long list of suspects on the page. I had to go about this in what Mr. Ruiz called the scientific method. Who can I cross off the list? I shoved Max's nose away from my cake plate. In a minute, I told him. I crossed Danny and Emily off the list. They've been absent last week. Danny on Wednesday and Emily on Friday. And Enrico comes in on the transfer bus, I told Max. The papers would have been gone before he got there. I crossed his name off the list, too. I finished the cake, leaving a bite, a few crumbs, and some smeared on icing for Max to finish. Not bad, I told him. I, Darcy, mom called from down the hall. Mandy's here. I'd forgotten she was coming over to study for tomorrow's social studies quiz. I went down to the living room to meet her. As we walked back to my room, I told her all about how Alan had blabbed my idea to Theo Mitchell's brother. Then you were right, she said. I paused with my hand on the doorknob and nodded. It was somebody on the gold team. Who? she asked. I had my suspicions, but no real proof. I'm not sure. Max and I were just narrowing down the list of suspects when you came. Max was helping you? Mandy grinned as if she thought I might be joking. Sure, I said. I couldn't solve a case without the help of my faithful bloodhound, Max. Mandy followed me to my room. Her eyes got big and she looked as if she was trying hard not to laugh. Yeah, she said, I can see what a help he is. What was left of the paper plate and my homework lay in shreds at his feet. He held up his paw and dropped a piece of soggy, mangled notebook paper on the floor in front of him. Mandy had her hand over her mouth, holding in the giggles. I walked over and picked up the wad of paper and smoothed it out. It was a list of suspects for my notebook. Perry. Theo, Latanya, Debbie. The rest of the list were gone. Mandy nearly choked on her giggles. I gave her one of my looks. Didn't I tell you? I held out what was left of the paper for her to see. My faithful bloodhound helps me on all my cases. Good old Max has already narrowed down the list for me. Ooh. Chapter 8. I want you to put all your homework papers in this box, Miss Woodson announced on Tuesday morning. All of them? Sammy asked. Social studies and language arts together? Miss Woodson nodded. We'll sort them out as we need them. She handed the box to Sammy, who put the papers inside, then passed the box to Tiffany Farrell. A few minutes later, the box was back up in front of Miss Woodson's desk again. I'll just keep these here, she said, for safekeeping. Mr. Ruiz did the same thing, and when we went to his room for science and math, it worked. Nobody missed recess. I wasn't surprised to see Perry Alexander and Theo Mitchell huddled together in a far corner of the playground over by the tool shed. I dribbled a basketball over in their direction. Who's pitching in the big game tomorrow? I asked. The gold team was playing my team, the blue team, for the softball championship. They were always arguing about it. I am, Perry and Theo said at the same time. At least you're lucky enough to have two pitchers, I said, as if I really envied them. If one of you can't play for some reason, the other one gets to pitch. If Josh, our pitcher, doesn't play, we're in real trouble. Perry and Theo smiled at one another. Isn't that too bad? Theo asked. Yeah, real pitiful, Perry agreed. I dribbled away. 
The next day, we put our papers in the boxes at the front of the room and we came in the door. Miss Woodson kept a sharp eye on them until we switched classes for math. We came back for language arts before lunch. Miss Woodson asked me to pass out the homework papers so we could check our subjects and verbs. I called the names and people came up front to get their papers. Nick, Sammy, Josh. Harry Alexander's mouth dropped open. That's all, I told Miss Woodson. I set the box back on her desk. Harry Alexander's lower jaw just about touched his desk. Horses is the subject. We're running is the verb, Josh read from his paper. Number two, Mandy. Miss Woodson got up from her stool and walked back to where Perry Alexander was frantically looking through his English book. Is there something wrong, Perry? I didn't get my paper back, Miss Woodson, Perry told her. I thought maybe Miss Woodson looked surprised. I didn't think you'd forget your paper today, Perry. I thought you wanted to pitch in a big game. Perry's face turned red. I didn't forget it, Miss Woodson. I'm sure I put it in this box this morning. I am going to pitch today. He and Theo had had another big argument about it that morning before school. Miss Woodson shook her head. Oh, I'm afraid not, Perry. You know the rules. No homework, no afternoon recess. She turned around as if the matter was settled. Number two, Mandy, she replied. Puppies is the subject and, but Miss Woodson, Perry interrupted. My paper was there. My mother helped me with it this morning. Somebody must have taken it from the box. Why would anybody want to do that? She asked him, so I couldn't play. His face went pale as if he just had a sudden terrible idea. Somebody who didn't want me to pitch, he said. Miss Woodson didn't have much sympathy. Everybody else had to stay in when their papers were missing, Perry, she said. It wouldn't be fair to let you play. Theo will have to pitch today. Perry slumped down in his desk. By the time the lunch bell rang, he looked like he was ready to spit nails. I didn't feel very sorry for him. I waited until the older kids left the room, and there was nobody left out in the hall. You're pretty good at acting, Miss Woodson, I told her. She smiled. And so are you and Josh, she said. I almost believed myself that his worksheet was still there and that he was reading the answers from the blank sheet, the paper that you gave him. She put up her hand on my shoulder, and we walked towards the door. You're also a pretty good detective, she said. I peered around the corner of the tool shed. Sure enough, Harry Alexander was dragging Theo Mitchell across the playground, right in my direction. Quickly, I ducked back. Their voices grew louder. Will you let go of me? Theo told Perry. You're going to sprain my pitching arm. I should wring your neck, Perry told him. He let go of Theo and put his hands on his hips. Very clever, Theo. Theo looked as if he didn't have the slightest idea what Perry was talking about. What? You were supposed to take Josh's paper, remember? Theo looked more confused than before. I, I did, when Miss Woodson was handing back our essays. Sure you did. Perry shoved Theo back towards the shed. That's why I'm missing recess and the chance to pitch the game. Theo's face got red. <laughs> Wait a minute. Are you accusing me of your rat? Perry told him. We worked together on this homework bandit thing for over a week, and then you take my paper so you can pitch my place. He took a swing at Theo. Luckily, Theo ducked. I didn't take your paper, Perry. Honest, I took Josh's. I threw it in the trash in the lunchroom, just like the others in the blue can. Go look for yourself. I think I will. I stepped out from behind the tool shed. Perry and Theo glanced at one another, then back to me. Theo didn't look that happy to see me. You can't prove a thing, Perry said. Sure I can. 
All I have to do is go to the lunchroom and get Josh's paper out of the blue trash can. Josh's paper with Theo's fingerprints all over it. I added for effect. They don't empty the trash until the third and fourth grade finish eating. Josh's paper? It was Perry's turn to look confused. Josh had his paper in class this morning. I'm afraid not, Perry. Miss Woodson came out from behind the shed where she'd been listening to the whole conversation. Oh. Perry and Theo looked like they were going to faint. I smiled. Your paper was there, Perry. Josh's was missing. What? Perry's face turned red again, and for a minute I thought I might have to duck. You mean it was all a, it was all a, a joke? Harry and Theo argued about whose idea the whole thing was and who was the dumbest of all the way to the principal's office. Neither of them were there when the blue team beat the gold team 10 to 5 that afternoon. Good work, Darcy, Miss Woodson told me after the game. She didn't mean just my catching either. She handed me a dollar bill, the other half of my fee. I used part of it to buy a pack of chocolate cupcakes, one for me and one for Max. The rest of it I put in a jar and used it to save money from new mystery books. All except one shiny new penny I'd gotten back and changed from the cupcakes. I taped that to my notebook of important cases solved by Darcy J. Doyle, Daring Detective. Wow. That, that was awesome. really, really cool. What a plot twist, honestly. That is definitely a plot twist there. Absolutely. Oh, man. I think she's a great detective. What do you think? That was, that was really good detective work, I tell you that. For okay. someone like Darcy, oh my goodness. So smart. Yeah. All right, so thanks everybody for watching and listening. I hope you enjoyed the story as much as we did. Um, and we'll see you guys later. Bye, guys. Bye.